Welcome to the Boiler Basketball Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. Jared Jesselitis and Jeff Julik here as we are every Friday at 3 o'clock. Uh, bringing you the latest on the Boilermakers in uh, what is what I describe on the morning show is Hate IU Week. Um, the Purdue has gotten a little bit softer on that, and it's just Beat IU Week. I can respect that, uh, but you know, what a big week! I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen the situation where you got the uh, Boilers and the uh, Hoosiers playing three times. Uh, you know, tonight with the wrestling match at Mackey, and then free admission by the way, free admission, and then you got the big game tomorrow with the Hoosiers and basketball sold and then- out. Sold out, and then you've got the uh, game on uh, Sunday. Now, did we determine is that a uh, is that a trophy game on Sunday I, for the I, ladies? I did not or? get a, I did not get a confirmation. I'm pretty sure it's not though. Okay. I think that's the second one. So it the is. But it is bobblehead. You, you do get that bobblehead and the BDIU shirt if you get there yeah. early. That is what Loveless. Yes, uh, yeah. Loveless one. Yeah. So I think Fantastic that's uh, pretty awesome. And then you throw in the uh, baseball first pitch dinner, by the way, on Saturday night, and it's just it's one of those. Uh, we get these in the fall sometimes where you get football and then you get maybe like a great volleyball match or something going on too where you can kind of do the double dip And thing. maybe a basketball game in those late November. You know, you get those kind of weekends where you, you have get, all yeah, three Yeah, you just get that whole nice little weekend to be on campus. And uh, we've got one here today. Um, so, uh, look, uh, what, what more can you say? It's, uh, it's filled with IU hate and you just need to get on out there and support the Boilers. I did not realize this as that uh, it's been it's been a long time since IU wrestling has beaten Purdue. Well, I would say that because I know Purdue's wrestling has been very very solid. It's but... been very very long. Yeah. Uh, since that's happened, uh, it's been well over a thousand days since uh, IU has beaten Purdue in basketball. I gotta say basketball that's too. that's been a long time as well because yeah, the Boilers have been on a roll there, and this is a huge game for the Boilers because you know uh, not only the rivalry but you know they're setting at four and two in the conference right now, and and when you look at that schedule of theirs. This is a golden opportunity for the Boilermakers to go on a run and and reel off some games and and uh, you know get themselves in a prime position not only to make the NCAA tournament but to uh, you know to start set your sights on a, a uh, double double buy in the Big Ten tournament. One of the uh, things that we had uh, you know discussed about a month ago or so was just the fact that how hard January was for Purdue, uh, what the issues were going to be. Um, they have the uh, rough loss, the Crossroads Classic, and then you say, "All right, well, you, you know, you had the break." And then Ohio and Belmont. We knew Belmont wasn't going to really be a a cakewalk because of the way that they had played earlier in the season. They do that. They come out. They get the win versus Iowa. Uh, the road loss to Michigan State was, I would think, what most fans kind of expected that as a high probability of happening. I mean, the sixth ranked team in the country. We know they're good. It was a road game. But you knew you had some almost a must-win game in Wisconsin. You felt good about the Rutgers matchup, and you thought that hey, maybe you can build some momentum here on the back part where you got IU at Ohio State, and then Michigan State comes back home, and then you've got Penn State. So to be sitting here at four and two, eleven and six overall, not too bad right now. You're still a top twenty uh, Ken Palm uh, rated team here. The RPI is good. The strength of schedule is still good. Um, but you, it, it's starting to loosen up just a little bit for the Boilermakers. Yeah, you know, and I, I think uh, when you look at that, I think the turning point of the season would be that Notre Dame game because Purdue played so many games in that stretch in November and into December and had very little practice time, and, and Matt Painter's teams have gotten better and better when they do have those practice times. And we really didn't have a whole lot of home games as well. We've discussed that. But, you know, the paint crew tweet, tweeted out the other night that this was their fourth time in Mackey Arena for the for the Rutgers game. So so now you get yourself in a situation where the team's had some practice time. You've 
you've been able to discover Travion Williams, who changes this basketball team completely by having a low post presence. And now this team seems to be getting better and better. And, boy, they were hitting in all cylinders against the Rutgers Knights the other night. So, you know, I really like where this basketball team is, and I think this stretch sets up for them to uh, to really make a move uh, starting tomorrow uh, with the Hoosiers. Yeah, you talk about that run in December where you had 15th-ranked Florida State in the Big Ten ACC Challenge on the road. And you turn around uh, a few days later, you went on the road to Michigan. Uh, you came home, you got that win against Maryland, and then you were on the road at Texas. Uh, a couple of those games, the Florida State-Texas game, you feel like that you should have won. Uh, you don't come away with those Ws. I think uh, people are in a much different position here at uh, 13 and uh, thirteen and 3 as opposed to, no, I'm sorry, that would be what, uh, 14 and uh, 3 as opposed to uh, 11 and 6 as you are right there. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, look, it, it, we, we knew there were going to be, th- th- this is not a surprise that we knew this was going to be an insanely tough schedule, but I think all things considering to be where you're at now, not a terrible place to be. Yeah, and how good does that Maryland win look now? You know, that Maryland has one loss in the conference, and that's to Purdue. And and I think they play the top three teams in the conference now. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, when I think you look at those that schedule, it proved to the young Boilermakers that they could compete against the top teams like Florida State and, and Texas and those kind of things that you know are going to be tough environments to play in. And more importantly, I think the Notre Dame game showed them how bad they can be if they don't listen to what coach has to say, if they don't take care of the basketball. And boy, I don't know, this basketball team is on a roll when it comes to turnovers. I mean, you know, they, what they've set a school record for the most, the fewest turnovers in consecutive games, and so are, are getting close to it at least. So, I mean, you know, when you're when you're averaging less than ten turnovers a game, you're going to be in every single basketball game you play, and. And when you look at those losses to Michigan and Michigan State, you know, I watched Michigan State play in Nebraska last night. They're just really, really good. And, and a little bit closer than you like. Though, yeah, in but Nebraska. they pulled away and they hit the shots when they needed to down the stretch. And so, I mean, I really like the Boilermaker team, and, uh, you know, especially with Travion and what he brings in. How good is Carson Edwards when he distributes? You know, we know he can go for the 36 or the 40 like he did uh, against Wisconsin last Friday night, but boy. You know, sometimes less is more with uh, with Carson as far as getting uh, you know fewer shots up, but distributing the ball and making sure all his teammates are involved in the game. Well, it's uh, you know that's part of having uh, Travian step forward. Two, it's just a, it's another wrinkle there too because when you come in to defend Purdue, you're worried about Carson Edwards scoring on you, and then you you have that option: do you try to shut down Carson? Do you try to shut down uh, the supporting cast? And now with Williams, and you get that familiar kind of inside-out game, nobody really comes in to Mackey going, hey, we need to keep him from distributing the ball. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they, they're they uh-huh. not worried about that. And now it's something that teams are going to have to account for. And I think a lot of this is just because Travian Williams has come out. Uh, you get that familiar kind of body size uh, that you've had the last several seasons here at Purdue with with a Caleb Swanigan, with an Isaac Haas, uh, with an A.J., um, you know, no offense to Matt Harms, he's got the height, but take a look at the Michigan State game where this team was exposed to a degree because, yeah, they had guys like M. Boudreaux and Harms where they've got that kind of height advantage on a lot of those guys. They don't have the size advantage, though, on them, so they can't get into position. Uh, meanwhile, you put in Williams, and I don't think it's any surprise that Williams had success there for at Michigan State because they were just not prepared for a guy uh, with his body type to come on in there and, and push them around because they thought they had to deal with Boudreaux. They thought they had to deal with Harms. Yeah, and, and, and what surprised me about him is how quick he is. I mean, you know, the the, the step he put on um, the the 
big forward for Wisconsin and went down and dunked the basketball. And, you know, he makes those moves, and his passing is amazing. That was a beautiful pass he had to Eric Hunter there, and I wish Eric had finished the layup. But, but, I mean, you know, his passing is fantastic. And, you know, just soft hands. And if you watch him, he has that biggie knack to go for the rebound. And he will fight his way through multiple players to get to a rebound. And, you know, I tell you what, uh, the future is really bright for this young man. If he continues to condition – and lose some more weight, and you know, Matt said, like for him, lose another twenty to twenty-five pounds. Um, so, I mean, you, you get that done, and, and this this young man has all Big Ten potential. Confirmed, he is a legit guy. This is not a, a one, maybe game and a half fluke. Uh, he is here now. The debate will uh, rage on when Evan Boudreaux is back to one hundred percent. Who gets the the time? Who gets the start? You think the kid has played his way? He's been hot enough that. You know, Matt Painter should probably continue to ride with that hot hand. Uh, he's done that in the past. Uh, I would fully expect for him to do that. And to be honest with you, I don't know if there's any really a rush to bring back Boudreaux tomorrow. If it's still a little eh, I mean, it'd be nice to have him. You know, Matt Painter wants his uh, his skill set in certain situations. I understand that. But at the same time, I think with what Williams has given you, there's really no rush to bring the kid back. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I think it'll be very interesting. I, I... I'd like to ask Alan if we get a chance to see what he thinks the the plane rotation will be once all three centers are back. Because, you know, Bedreau does bring some things when you're playing against a really big center. He can draw them away from the basket and open up that that driving lane for Carson. Um, But, you know, when you got Williams down there, then Purdue becomes a more of a traditional team that they can go through the post like they're used to doing when they had Biggie and Haas and those kind of players. And so, you know, they each bring a little something different to the table. Uh, but right now, they they just are a better basketball team with, with Williams at center. Oh, I didn't tell you, by the way. Uh, we had to call an audible. No, no Allen on the program today. Oh, no Allen today. Okay. No, no. Well, we'll that's check in that's the bad news. Good <laughs> news is, coming up next, Tom Deanhart from goldandblack.com is going nice. to join us. All right. He's, next. he's a good buddy. Your friend, my friend. Everybody loves him. Tom Deanhart from goldandblack.com, which is also really nice to say, buddy. I'll tell you what. Uh, well, I'm, I haven't got a chance to talk to you before uh, since you got that. So, congratulations on that. Yeah, appreciate it, Jerry. Like I said, uh, a passion for me for for obviously for years. So, to be able to channel, you know, the knowledge and passion I have for Purdue athletics uh, and uh, make a living doing it, and hopefully along the way have some fun, and of course raise the knowledge level. And the insiderly level of uh, of all those who are who subscribe to the site. So yeah, I'm excited. And Tom, great job on that first article. I don't know if that was your first, but I read the one about the uh, quarterback situation for the Boilermakers in the spring. So uh, you know, so glad yeah. to, be able to read you through goldenblack.com. Uh, and I know all the Bo- I speak for all the Boilermaker fans when I say that. Well, thanks. Like I said, yeah, I um, gathered some information on some other positional previews for spring football. So yeah, that'll be my primary focus football. Um, but of course I'll be involved with basketball, but yeah, keep your eyes peeled for more football. I mean, it's hard to believe guys. We haven't hardly even put to bed the 2018 season. If you can believe it, they haven't announced a date yet, but if you can believe it, but it's probably going to start spring football in late February, just about a month and a half away. I love it. I and love I, it. You know, and the other night Rondell Moore was honored at the uh, Rutgers game. And I tell you what, that young man got a, a minute standing ovation as he was the, uh, athlete of the game with a 3.8 GPA. So I tell you what, that just tells you, uh, you know, how much excitement there is for Purdue football and how much the fans appreciate a player like Rondell Moore. Absolutely. 
And what a talent, right? I mean, um, I remember standing in the end zone last August, whatever, 30-31st, opening kickoff, Northwestern booting the ball to Rondale Moore standing on the goal line. And uh, boy, that game was electric for Rondale Moore. Well, quite an introduction. And went on, as we all know, uh, arguably the greatest true freshman season ever in Purdue history. We all know the accolades he received nationally. So it's going to be really fun to watch that kid continue to develop now working with more talent of course david bell coming elijah Sindler, and the veteran quarterback this offense has a lot of potential moving forward and maybe we can suit him up tomorrow because you know he played uh, he played with romeo yeah. Yeah. Uh, for buddies. iu and yeah. uh, get the old number 13 on him and see if he can guard his old buddy <laughs> i know what a team you know that's the kind of guy could probably go out and bowl at 280 right now and do everything he wants athletically. But, yeah, it would be fun to watch that kid. I'd like to see him go one-on-one with Carson Edwards. That's what I want to see on yeah, the basketball court. Oh, wow. All right. Well, hey. I'd pay, I'd pay to see that. That's pay-per-view stuff. There you go. <laughs> Talk to uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work that out. We'll take a cut on that. We'll help you out with that. So, uh, IU in town tomorrow, uh, 2 o'clock on uh, Fox. And, you know, there's so much history with this rivalry time. Of course, there's the, the antics in the uh, mid-'80s with Bob Knight and, of course, you know, Gene Cady. And just, when, when I say IU-Purdue, what memory comes to mind for you? What's top of mind? Yeah. I mean, again, for me, it's, you talked about it there, Jared, you know, Cady versus Knight. Um, you know, two larger-than-life figures, especially, of course, Bobby Knight. And just being in Mac Arena, you know, in the-'80s as a, as a for instance, Right before tip-off, and when Bob Knight would emerge from that tunnel of Mackey Arena in that red sweater, and the chorus of boos uh, was just deafening. And, you know, I think any, any rivalry spiced up when you have, a, I guess, a villain, so to speak, a bad guy, a black hat guy. And that makes it more fun and exciting. So that really amped the rivalry up on top of both those teams usually being pretty good. So those, those, that was a special era. When Knight was the coach down, I think the the I was always great, but still, ever since Knight left, it's also a little bit of an edge because he is such a volatile and polarizing figure. And when you look at the situation, I mean, Purdue's been very consistent with Matt Painter being there since since Coach Katie left. In the meantime, IU continues to have multiple coaches in there, so that makes it difficult when you can't get those those two coaches yeah. that that seem to have the rivalry. But uh, and when you look at this game, I mean. The Boilermakers are coming in this game on a roll. In the meantime, the Hoosiers coming in with a three-game losing streak. So, you know, for a Purdue fan, this is kind of a, uh, a, a position you'd like to be in. Exactly right, boy. Uh, you, you said it. hit the nail on the head. IU stock definitely dropping. Of course, as we know, we all watched Purdue, how they're playing the last, well, a couple of weeks. I think they won six out of the last seven games. The only loss being at Michigan State. Of course, no shame. Losing in East Lansing. So, my point is, Purdue's playing very well. IU's not. Purdue's got him at home. Um, you're playing your biggest rival. I mean, everything points toward Purdue, you would think, but we all know how things can unfold in these rivalry games. IU's desperate. IU's hungry. IU's cornered. IU needs a shot of adrenaline and emotion and momentum, and then they know winning Mackey would do it. So, they're dangerous and they're awfully talented. And it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. This, this is when college basketball is great. A cold Saturday afternoon in the middle of January inside Macarena. It's going to be really hopping. So it's going to be a great atmosphere and a lot of opportunity for both teams. 
We're talking with Tom Deanhart on the Wings Etc. Hammerhead Hotline, and you kind of brought up one of my big concerns about this one, the fact that you know IU has lost those last three games, albeit to some pretty solid teams. Michigan and Maryland are pretty good. Nebraska is, you know, a part of the Big Ten and in there, uh, but a very desperate team, and I, I do not like playing teams that are cornered like that. I, I'm not going to say that their season is hinging on a win at Purdue, but this is kind of the same scenario I think Purdue found itself going up to Wisconsin last week where it's it's not a must-win, but it's starting to feel kind of like a desperation must-win type of game. They still got, I mean, I used to got to go to Michigan next week. Uh, yeah. They still got Michigan State here at the end of the month. So, I mean, they are starting to run out of those quote-unquote winnable games for them, and uh, they need to start to make a move sometime soon. So how concerned are you about the Hoosiers being, you know, pretty desperate? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Like I said, you know, that three-game losing skid, um, you laid out the, the upcoming schedule for IU, the recent history, the three losses in a row, albeit the quality teams most recently, of course, Nebraska winning pretty handily in Bloomington. I know Nebraska lost last night in Michigan State, but that's still a very good Nebraska team that's going to be in the NCAA tournament. But Joe Indiana is going to come here and be, uh, you know, really hungry for victory, wanting to get back on track. Atlantic at Purdue would obviously really enhance your NCAA resume. And, you know, these are some kids on the IU roster who are in-state kids. Romeo Langford, of course. Uh, and how about the local kid, Robert Fennessy, as well? How jacked up is he going to be to come back to Tippecanoe County, his home county, play before uh, family and friends? So they're going to be motivated to want to show pride in that IU jersey, those candy stripes, sweatpants come in here and knock off their rival and sort of rain on Purdue's parade. So, again, it's going to be like a taffy pole. And like I said, a lot of well, both these teams have a lot on the line. And, you know, and you also put in the fact that, you know, when Romeo decided to go to IU, I know every IU fan thought that this was going to be the one person that could probably return them to glory. But, you know, with him probably being a one-and-done player, you know, they're on the course to be a, a 22-10 and 10 team and, and maybe make the NCAA tournament and who knows when a game or two there. So I, I had an, an Eric Gordon flashback when we ex- were going absolutely. through all, all this. And then, and I, I distinctly remember, by the way, being down there uh, in Bloomington for the, uh, I think it was a Penn State-IU football game, and literally they were getting trounced by Penn State, and the student section started chanting Eric Gordon <laughs> in preparation for but I mean, it, it, felt, it feels like that with, with them, but I, I don't know they're – yeah, but go ahead, Jeff. You're 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 pointing out that yeah, yeah, you know, and and in the meantime, you got Matt Painter who are recruiting a class that you know took he took a lot of grief how the team was playing early, but you know they have a solid freshman class of when you factor in the redshirt freshmen, this is a group of kids that are going to be together for years, and right now I think the future looks so bright for this Purdue basketball team because of of the fact you're going to have some consistency there. Yeah, you look at some of the matchups in the game. Uh... Can, can Trevion Morgan, can, uh, Trevion Williams continue to have success going against guy like Jawan Morgan in particular? Um, who's going to guard Carson Edwards for Indiana? Uh, the big key for Purdue lately has been, maybe more so than anything, their ability not to turn the ball over. They've really done a good job protecting the ball. Credit Carson Edwards there. I mean, the last game out, six assists, just one turnover. Uh, we all know he can get reckless at, at times, maybe trying to do too much, but He's learned to rein it in a little bit and still be effective. So we all know he's going to have to have a big game if Purdue wants to win. But when Purdue's really effective, too, a couple other guys are stepping up. I mean, Travion Williams has been one of those guys. 
I tell you what, if Ryan Klein, the Carmel, Indiana product, when he's hitting shots, I mean, Purdue is really rolling. So Edwards is going to need help. We all know, know that. And again, Purdue's going to have to limit turnovers like they've done in recent games if they want to have a good chance to get out of there with a win. Tom Deanhart from goldandblack.com. Uh, you've got to go check out the stuff that he does over there because uh, you heard him talk about it at the top of the segment. Very passionate about his uh, Purdue Boilermakers and uh, just uh, nobody does it better than that guy does. Uh, definitely worth the price of admission. I guarantee you that. Hey, Tom, we really appreciate it, buddy. Boiler up and uh, enjoy your uh, Saturday. When we say Purdue IU, what's the thing that comes to mind for you? Well, yeah, many Certain things. game or play or anything? Uh, the Chad Austin shot that he hit down in Bloomington was incredible in that overtime game, and that that was one of the better, best IU-Purdue games I've seen. And then, obviously, when the Boilermakers beat IU a couple years ago to clinch that Big Ten title, and you know that was amazing to me because in the entire history of that rivalry, there had never been a game where if the team won it, they, they clinched a Big Ten championship. So it was, you know, those kind of things. But, you know, when you mention it, you know, you think of Bob Knight and you think of Gene Cady and – you know, Knight would always come out at the very last second. You know, most coaches come out before they start the introductions of his teams, and he would come out with ten seconds left to go, and and uh, you know, and 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 the crowd would boo, and they everybody was waiting to boo Bob Knight. So, you know, it, it's such a great rivalry, and uh, you know, I grew up with the Ohio State Michigan football rivalry, and and when it comes to football, I think that's the top. But boy, I tell you what. Uh, when you look at that IU uh, Purdue basketball rivalry, it's right on plane with that high state Michigan football game. You know that early mid '80s was just a magical time in this basketball rivalry because you know you you had Bob was really in his prime when it came to uh, his personality, so to speak. I mean, you had uh, you had the chair throw, you had um, the 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 donkey thing. Remember the donkey on a show yep, and all absolutely. that stuff. Uh, because, um, because Isaiah had punched, um, I think we figured out that was Roosevelt Barnes that he punched, um, and then the athletic director did not want to come on. Surprisingly, the Purdue athletic director did not want to come on to Bob Knight's show to and, discuss the incident. And that was George King, and his grandson is, is that actually... that who that was? Okay. Yeah, so his, and his grandson's actually a walk-on for the Boilermakers play the other night. So. Fun fact right there. I did not realize yeah. that they were related. Yeah, so it kind of comes full circle. But, yeah, you know, and, and I think the issue there was is that, that Knight had so much success against every team he he coached against except for Purdue and 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 that was the one team and a huge rivalry that coach Katie could beat him and and so he had a t- tremendous amount of respect for coach Katie and the Purdue program but at the same time it was the you know the show of I've got to uh, I've got to up coach Katie with with how I act on the sidelines or what I do with his his basketball show well that was just not that wasn't Gene Katie's personality he wasn't as uh aggressive maybe so to speak as as bob knight was he was very vocal and he was very animated but not maybe in the sense of i said bringing a barnyard animal onto your (laughs) show or uh a bullwhip or anything like that and and i think that's why they're so close friends today because they realize how tough it was to compete against each other and how tough it was to win a basketball game and and now they're they're dear friends because of that and uh, you know and and you know we talked to tom about this i mean that's one of the reasons you know Purdue's been so fortunate to have one coach who's been very consistent with his program since Coach Katie left. In the meantime, what, is IU on their fourth, fifth coach since uh, Coach Knight left? Yeah, it was something else I brought up this morning, too, we talked about that, was you just can't get that dynamic rivalry because the the turnover they've had down there at Indiana. Yeah, because it does come down to coaching. And, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, you look at the situation – over the history of many, many rivalries. I mean, you go back to the high state Michigan, it was Bo and Woody for so many years. And, 
And, you know, you that's what the fan like. The fans like is that two coaches that go at each other and, hey, the Boilermakers have done their part with, with Coach Painter, you know, and we'll see how long Miller uh, hangs around at uh, IU. But because of the way the business is these days, and it is a business, that uh, you just don't oh, – one coach to stay for a long time is hard enough. But to get two yeah. to stay uh-huh. is darn near – the same two is almost darn near impossible to be able – to do that, whether it be you know football, basketball, uh, what have you, um, it just it just doesn't happen too often, especially the rivals. I mean, you're really yeah. you're really narrowing that down. Uh, I, I think it's nice that the Big Ten is one of the uh, premier basketball conferences, so you don't really have to worry. You know, it's not a stepping stone job for most people right. uh, to get into the conference. But man, you really like to be able to do that. But you know, Matt, Matt's great. I think Matt Matt would fill a Gene Katie type role. But there's not. I mean, Tom Crean probably the closest thing you could have gotten to a Bob Knight type um, on a hateability level. Yeah. And, yeah. and man, seeing him down there, Jordan, I, man, ever since he took that job down there, I'm like, I can't hate that guy anymore. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right with Clappy now, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. You're okay. But yeah, you really just, it's just one of those things that enhanced that rivalry because it already had great players in it. Mm-hmm. But to, to get the coaches on top of that, too, and that's the lasting legacy, I think. Of this rivalry is always going to be those two coaches. That's always going to be. It's going to if it's not if it's not those two guys specifically. It's definitely something that happened when those two guys were coaching the game. I mean, we had some great moments recently. If you're a Purdue fan, the John Octius dunk is something that'll probably Carson's live on dunk more. Carson's dunk was yeah. great too. Yeah. Although, if you were given your choice of one, which one do you find uh, more? W- which one was better for you, the Carson or the John Octius dunk? Probably the John Octius. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm going with that. Yeah. I think. Colin Hartman is still crying his eyes out over that one. <laughs> I mean, he got dunked on there, and then of course Isaac's reaction to that after was the priceless. Whole thing was yep. priceless. But man, we just and, haven't haven't had a whole lot of those moments yeah, in the last couple of years because IU just has. I'll be honest, with you, IU has struggled. They have, and 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 I just hope the the weather doesn't make a the, change the uh, impact of the atmosphere tomorrow at Mackey because you know this is one game. You know, last year we didn't get the Hoosiers here, so every fan's got this circuit on their schedule. And if we end up getting this eight inches of snow and forty mile an hour winds, what will that do to the fans? You know, and and it's such a big weekend for Purdue in general. I think obviously the wrestling match, no problem tonight with the weather, but uh, you know that also maybe puts the basketball game Sunday in jeopardy with the, with the ladies. And you know, I just hope the Boilermakers obviously be safe and the fans get out there for this game because uh, this you know this this rivalry deserves a, a packed Mackey Arena for the game on Saturday. And that basketball team should be, the IU basketball team should be up here by tonight. They should, yeah. Like, that's so, not that's not an issue, and they're required to be here the day before yeah. anyway. And that actually went into place a few years ago. Uh, I think it was in two, like in 1997 or so, but um, Minnesota actually couldn't get to, to West Lafayette for a basketball game, and the game got postponed. And the, since that time, the, the uh, Big Ten put a, 24-hour rule in place that you have to be at the arena 24 hours before a game. So uh, so that happened then. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, every fan's looking forward to this. I've got my sleeping bag ready to go. So, hey, if I get <laughs> snowed in at Mackey, that, I can't think of a better place to be snowed in than the Mackey Arena. So. Really, what I, nobody's brought up today is the fact that, um, you know, you're worried about IU being able to get up here because of the snow. Fans may be able to get up here against, because of the snow. Boy, can we get these guys out of town Hey, they might be stuck in town. I say you lock the doors at Mackey, and they either sleep on the bus or they make they make a run oh, for it. Jeez, so. <laughs> you are cold, man. 
Hey, I guess we oh, did. We did host. At least Rutgers. let them walk over the university hotel or something. Hey, we hosted Rutgers for a couple of days. They uh, they actually flew from Minneapolis into West Lafayette on Sunday and uh, spent uh, from Sunday through Tuesday in uh, West Lafayette because they didn't want to make the trip back to New Jersey. So, so we've done it before. Well, who really wants to make the trip back to New Jersey? Well, let's be, let's let's keep I it one hundred on that one. Well, if you want to go there, do you want to make the trip back to Bloomington? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> It's slightly better than New Jersey. I will give <laughs> them give that. that. Yeah, I will give you that. It can be pretty in the fall. It's a little so. bit. It's not too bad. So yeah, just a, just a real story rivalry. Um, I, I'm, again, I'm still always hard pressed to pick out one specific thing. Um, but if it, if something if it is something, it definitely comes from that night in Katy era. I, I'm I'm still partial to the to the donkey video. I don't know why because it's just <laughs> such a it's just such a circus, and you're like, what is this man? doing now a lot of people remember the chair i mean, I think most casual fans are the, the chair yeah. is probably their thing um you know you, you get into the i, I want to say it's the 90s though somebody recording the the rant in the locker room i'm sick and tired uh-huh. of losing to purdue and, uh-huh. and laying into him tight you know so there, there's those there is those moments there and, and that was night style i mean i remember he had a trip to ohio state where uve blob did not play well and he made uve find his own way back from columbus ohio back to bloomington and so you know knight did those kind of things and it just added to the legacy of the of the rivalry and uh you know it, it was so funny because there was so much i would perceive hate towards Bob Knight during those games, but then the very first time Coach Knight returned as a color commentator for ESPN, he got a standing O. And, I think and, people respect it. Yeah. You don't like it, but at least I think people respected what the two of them did. And I think that's why yeah. the two of them are such good friends, Katie and Knight, yeah. is because I still think they respect you. may not have liked each other on the other side of the court, but they're competitors. At the time. See? Yeah. And, and I'm a little anxious to see how the crowd reacts to to fantasy. I mean, obviously being a local uh, kid. Who, I think they're going to give him a big round of applause. I don't know. I think so. I, I maybe during if, the introductions, but uh, maybe not like a I hard doubt do. It. I doubt it. Because there's a certain amount of the people that believe that if you're not with me, you're against me. And... For him to make that decision to not to go to Purdue and go to IU, I know there's going to be some locals that that will cheer for him, but there's going to be some locals that are not real happy with that young man who decided not to personally, personally to put on the black and gold. Yeah, uh, I can't fault. Look, I can't fault a kid for making what he thinks is the best decision for his future at age 17. For Pete's sake, I agree with that, but at the same time, everything we do has uh, has consequences, and he's now wearing the red and. You know, I, I had this conversation with my buddy. It's not like he's been wearing Purdue gear and talking about I'm going to go to Purdue and then all of a sudden well, pull a fast a one. Not like that. There are many people at McCutcheon will tell you that that young man wore Purdue gear all the time growing up and was a huge Boilermaker fan. So when you add that to the mix, and, and there's no doubt that he would love to hit a shot to beat Purdue at the buzzer for his Hoosiers. And so it'll be interesting to see how the fans react. Uh, you know, I'm glad to see him back because I know he was struggling with a concussion. So uh, he's, a good, was, he's a good kid. I'm hard pressed with all that great stuff. Kid. You know great what I mean? So. so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But, uh, boy, when you add that and you add Romeo, who you know, arguably one of the best players ever played in the state of Indiana, that's going to be exciting to uh, to get those guys in, in Mackey Arena. And then, of course, we get to make the trip down to Bloomington later in the year. Uh, but now is the time on the Boiler Basketball Show where we'd like to take a look at the conference as a whole and uh, kind of preview the week that we have coming up here. We've got uh, Michigan State still sitting on top of the uh, Big Ten at uh, 7-0. and uh, Michigan also there at 6-0. and um, Michigan remaining undefeated 17-0 and on the season. Maryland, little bit of a surprise at 6-1, and right? But, I mean, we saw them play. We feel good about them. Uh, only a game behind there, 15-3. and I still think that's a bit better than what people thought they would be this season. 
Yeah, you know, of course they you know, they start out as a top twenty five team, but boy, uh, you know they they look very very solid, and you could argue that they are they are the third best team, and and they're, obviously they are in standing, but they look really good in the conference right now. Well, sitting the nineteenth in the country, you feel like they should be a little bit higher than nineteen, right? You would think, but I think uh, you know they started out low, and you got to work your yep, way up, and you got to work your way works. up. Yep. Uh, then Purdue sitting in uh, fourth place in the conference at four and two. That's two and a half games out, eleven and six overall. Followed by the 23rd ranked Iowa Hawkeyes, they are at four and three. The Golden Gophers of Minnesota sitting at 13 and four. 25th ranked Hoosiers also at three and three. Wisconsin at three and three. Nebraska at three and four. Ohio State at two and three. Kind of starting to turn into a bit of a disappointment. They are, you know, and and they've, they've lost what three in a row as well, and so it's just, uh, you know. They're a young team as well, and they're really missing Bates Diop, and, and they, they were able to kind of mask that during the offseason, but once you get into Big Ten play, that's tough to do. And then there is the also-rans in Northwestern, Rutgers in Illinois at 1-5. and five. Hey, shout-out to the Fighting Illini getting their first win in almost a year in oh, Big Ten conference nice. play. And that's nice to see because they have played several teams tough there. I mean, they, yeah. they played Michigan State tough there for a half. They, took, they had a huge lead on Minnesota. You know, so that was nice to see. But, uh, you know, that's that's even a tough place to play in the Big Ten. The, the Big Ten is just so tough from top to bottom. And then uh, Penn State sitting at 0-7, the only winless team in the conference. 7-11 is uh, Pat Chambers' squad this year. And uh, that's what the uh, Big Ten looks like as a whole. Uh, play resumes tonight when uh, 19th-ranked Maryland travels to Ohio State, 630 Fox Sports 1 at Value City Arena. And um, if you're so inclined, uh, there is Northwestern and Rutgers at 7 p.m. on BTN. I would argue that this is a must-win for Ohio State. You know, they, they need to get this turned around quickly. And obviously a, a very good team in Maryland coming to town who has proven they can win on the road or, or at home. Uh, nice matchup there with Bruno versus uh, Wesson. So, I mean, uh, a good game to try to watch. I, I, I think I want to make sure I see that game because I think both teams are – have potential to to be a, a factor in the Big Ten race, and we'll see which one of those teams come out of that. Well, while you're waiting for uh, Purdue and IU at 2 p.m. on Saturday, why not take in number 2 Michigan at Wisconsin? Uh, that game's at noon at the Kohl Center. Uh, we know it's not the easiest place to play, uh, but Michigan's, a, I think, too good of a team to lose here at uh, at Wisconsin. Yeah, you know, and I think everybody's waiting for Michigan to play Michigan State because right now those two teams just look fantastic. And will Michigan be number one this week? I assume they will be if they get that win because, uh, the, you know, the Dukies got beat by Syracuse last week. So uh, it looks like Michigan about to become the number one team in college basketball. Uh, then after uh, Purdue and IU, you've got Penn State at Minnesota, uh, 8.30 on the Big Ten Network. Maybe instead of doing that, you tune in to 101.7 The Hammer at 8 p.m. and listen to the Lakers at Houston because your boy, Vincent Edwards, has uh, been gotten a call up there from the G League. Glad to see Vince make the uh, jump back in the NBA. And, you know, I think if, if your only options are Purdue as, is Penn State, Minnesota, you're probably hoping that the electric gets knocked out in the snowstorm. So, By the way, if you're making your way out to the Purdue game and you are driving, why not turn on 1017 The Hammer? Because we do have that Michigan and Wisconsin game uh, live for nice. you here on the airwaves. Coming around on Sunday, you are probably watching uh, NFL football all day. But if you need a taste of that Big Ten basketball, you have one option. That is Illinois at 23rd ranked, uh, not Wisconsin, Iowa. Sorry, Illinois at Iowa. Uh, that game at 1 p.m. And that, from Carver Hawkeye Arena. That used to be a huge rivalry. I mean, 
don't you know if you remember this, but there was an issue with some improper payments of a, a blazer and and Iowa turned Illinois in and uh, oh, it's like what kind of blazer are we talking? It was like a jacket blazer or like a four wheel drive. Blazer? I, I think it looks like the the Hammer Mobile outside. Okay, but, all right. <laughs> so anyway, it. Uh, uh, you know, and so that was a rivalry, and and well, I don't know if it's still the way it used to be, but boy, at one time, uh, you know, when you had uh, Judd Heathcote and uh, Tom Davis, that was not Judd Heathcote, but uh, Lou Henson and and uh, Tom Davis, that was a huge rivalry. Judd Heathcote wasn't that the guy from the Breakfast Club? Judd Heathcote, Michigan State. Come on. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, then on Monday, it's 19th ranked Maryland going to Michigan State, 6:30 on Fox Sports One. Yes, please. Can I have another? That's going to be a good one. I'm anxious to see that. I mean, Michigan State just looks so good, but but Maryland's got the pieces to play with them. So it's just, yeah, I mean, it's uh, you, you match up with those fours. You saw what Travion Williams was able to do. Yep. And this uh, that's Maryland's strong point right there. So can they bang? But Cassius, pretty good. Hit his thousand. It was one thousandth point uh, last night against uh, Nebraska too. So I hope they got the guard play to keep up. Yeah, that'll be that'll be the key. But you know, when you got Collins, you've got a chance there. So I'm anxious to see that game. It'll be a good one in the Breslin Center. Uh, also on Monday evening, it's Nebraska at Rutgers at 8 p.m. And Ooh. Rutgers has been good at home. You know, they beat the Buckeyes there. So uh, uh, You well, got all the faith. You told me you got all the faith in the world in Nebraska. I do you like Tom Nebraska, Deanhart. but that I said, is a tough game. Tough game. Uh, see, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not quite there yet on Nebraska. <laughs> on uh, Tuesday, it's uh, Minnesota going up to second-ranked Michigan, and then IU back at it. Uh, a winnable game for them late at Northwestern, 9 p.m. on Tuesday evening on BTN. Yeah, you know, that's that's going to be – when you look at it, IU is getting ready to start a road trip where it's four out of five games on the road and and the one home game is with Michigan. So, I mean, it's uh, – you know, so Michigan State, I believe. But anyway, that's a game that they, they need to win because when you look at that road trip, the Northwestern game is probably the one you got to circle for them, chance to get a victory at. Get out to Wednesday, and that's when Purdue is back in action at Ohio State and Value City Arena, a place where they haven't been the most consistent when they've gone to play. But uh, an Ohio State team that might be reeling by the time uh, Purdue gets there on Wednesday. You know, they haven't, but uh, you know, in recent years they have victories. I mean, the last time they, they went in there, uh, it was a close game down the stretch. Uh, Biggie got fouled at the end of the game, uh, made one out of two free throws, and then they blocked a shot at Ohio State's last second shot to but so that's right. That was the bad foul. Like somebody, that was a bad foul kind of call. They got foul, the free yeah. throws uh-huh. to shoot that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so they have had a tough time winning there, but in recent years they've had some success. So, uh, you know, we like how this team played at Wisconsin last Friday night. We need to continue that. So. And then uh, the evening tilt for that one, Wisconsin at Illinois. And then we arrive at your Thursday and you get another uh, battle of uh, ranked teams, at least at this point. Uh, number six, Michigan State goes to Iowa on Fox Sports 1 at 7 p.m., and that would be the full slate of games for next week. couple of good dandies in there. seems like Monday's going to be a, a nice night to uh, watch some uh, Big Ten basketball as well as uh, Saturday afternoon. So, again, we will have that Michigan and Wisconsin game for you on your way out to uh, Mackey Arena on Saturday, so make sure you tune that in. We want to thank uh, Tom Deanhart for being a part of the program today, taking some trips down memory lane there. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, big thanks to uh, Big Tom Deanhart. Hammer Down Show is coming up next with Clayton and Stewart. You want to stick around for that as uh, they will continue to get you the latest uh, on that matchup between Purdue and IU. That is on the way. Uh, we want to thank you. We'll be back again next week with another edition of the Boiler Basketball Show here on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com.